0: Love Talk Radio. Greetings, listeners, and thank you for joining us tonight. The Ministries MC Live. Oh my goodness, you hear me say this every year every week, but it is such a pleasure to come into your home, your office, your car, wherever you may be at this time. It is such a blessing to share the word of the Lord with you. Hallelujah. If you had a great day, but I hope you had a great day. I hope it was a productive day, and I hope that the Lord truly revealed himself to be strong on your behalf today. If he didn't do it just today, I know he did it. But if you feel like he didn't do it, I promise you, he will make himself known before this week is out to you. Hallelujah. God is such an amazing God, such a good God, a powerful God, an awesome God. He is so worthy of all of our praise, so worthy of adoration, of all the honor that we can give unto him. God is so worthy. And so we appreciate God right now. We take a minute to quiet ourselves before the Lord. Hallelujah. God, we take a minute to say thank you. We are so humbled, so grateful for your goodness towards us. God, we thank you that you are God upon your throne. There is no one like you, no one besides you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. No one compares to you. And we acknowledge your goodness. Hallelujah. We acknowledge your power. See God. We acknowledge that you are God. Beside you, There there is none other. Hallelujah. We acknowledge you as God and God alone on your throne. Hallelujah. So we ask that you be with us as we teach tonight, as we listen tonight, as we receive tonight. God, change our heart, change our mind, change our perspective. Give us new insights, new revelation, God, Father God. Well, really, it's not even, I, I, I'm not even, I'm, I'm going to take that. Instead of me praying new revelation, new insight, Father God, I pray that you will strengthen the insight and the revelation that we have. Give us a new way of looking at your word tonight. Amen. Give us a new way of receiving your word tonight. Father God, make it life to us all over again tonight, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah glory into your holy name. Hallelujah. God, we honor you. God, we reverence you. We love you. Hallelujah. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God is such an awesome God, such a great, mighty God. And I, I love to just to take time to say thank you, because sometimes our day, it really does get busy, and sometimes we forget or yeah, we forget or lose time, and by, by the top, by by the end of the day, we haven't even taken a minute just to tell the Lord, thank you. Or we get kind of busy and we forget, so it's just good just to take time out to tell the Lord, thank you. You know, things may not be right where we want them to be. I know for me, things aren't, all, all my ducks aren't quite in a row like I want them to be but God is still good. God is still faithful. God is still gracious. God is still merciful. God is still protecting. God is still making ways out of no ways. God is still opening doors. God is still uh, opening windows, uh, fluttering open windows. And so I say, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you to the King of Kings. Thank you to the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And so we're going to go ahead and Get started in our teaching. We are finishing up. I think I'm going to be able to finish up the series tonight. Prayer and then of warfare. We have been in this series. I think this is the week number four, actually, of of this series. It's actually I did this teaching in one night at a prayer uh, ministry service, or actually it was at, it was at a women's ministry, but it was a time where the leader was wanting the women to learn more about prayer, so I considered it to be a time of teaching on prayer, prayer teaching, and uh, actually, no, 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 I actually did it in two parts at the church. I actually did the first part, and then I went back to give the next part just to allow the women to digest uh, the teaching that the Lord allowed me to share with them, and so this took us four, you know, four nights to share what the Lord has given us, and I thank God for it. You know, and I've, I've said it almost every week. We can never have enough teaching, enough refreshing, enough reminding about prayer. Amen? Amen. So tonight we are on part two, prayer, a weapon of warfare. And so let me give you some definitions. War, definition. Two opposing forces with complete discord, armed strategic fighting, weaknesses are studied, and strengths are avoided. I like that. Weaknesses are avoided. Strengths, I mean, excuse me, weaknesses are studied. And then I would add preyed upon, and strengths are avoided. Warfare is actually engaging in war. It is actually the act of war or the expression, if you will, of that discord, okay? So why in the world do we, were like, why? The Bible says that God will fight our battles, right? So why do we have to fight? Like, why do we have to do something? Because faith without works is dead. If we believe that God has delivered us, is delivering us, will deliver us, if we believe God to be a healer, if we think, if we believe, excuse me, not think, but believe that God can heal us of every manner of sickness and disease, he can deliver us from drug addiction, from prostitution, from uh, murdering, from just, just negative uh, uh, thoughts that cause depression and keep us downtrodden. If He can deliver us from lying and stealing and just the, the waywardness of our soul, if God can, if we believe, deliver us from these things, then we need to be active in warring for ourselves concerning these things. So if we believe that God can deliver us from ad- addiction. We need to be doing something. We need to get out of come from among them, get out of the company of the people who are doing drugs, get out of the company of the drug dealer. If we want to get free from lying, then we need to come out of the company of liars. We need to start operating in truth, getting in the word of God, which is truth, and speaking truth. So if we believe God can heal us and deliver us, we need to be active in our faith and do something about what we're believing God for. It's not just all up to God to do it. We've got to play an active part in our faith walk, amen? Amen, and warfare is a part of that action in our faith walk, so why do we war? Two reasons that I wanna share with you tonight. One, because there is a threat of enemy invasion or the invasion is already occurring. Now, we keep our doors locked of our house, of our car, of our our boat, whatever property we own. We keep a lock on our homes, the things that we want to keep safe. We keep a lock on the front door, back door, side door, locks, car locked, boat locked. If boats can be locked, I guess there are portions of the boat that can be locked. So we keep I think our doors locked to keep people from invading our space, especially unwanted people from invading our space. So we war to keep the enemy from invading our space. Y'all ever want to see somebody war? Mess with a child and see if that mother won't come against you, especially if you are if that child is doing well and you're you're like bothering them or bullying them boy you will see a mother war on behalf of her child I'm going to tell you that so we need to be warring on behalf of the promises that God has given us in his word God promised us in Isaiah 53 that with his stripes we are healed so we need to warfare for our healing war against All the sickness and diseases that would try to attack our body, cancer was one disease that tried to attack my body, and I warred with everything that was within me against cancer, and thankfully, I am cancer-free. Praise God for that. So whatever sickness, whatever disease, whatever we need deliverance from, we need to warfare because the enemy we know is here to do what? Say it with me. Kill steal, and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have that life more abundantly, and to have the abundant life, you've got to war against the enemy. First Peter chapter five, verse eight and nine says, stay alert. This is a New living translation. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The enemy is coming after you. So you need to be about warring against the enemy. And we're going to talk about the weapons that we have to warfare with. So it, it, and sometimes, it's, sometimes the enemy is already attacking, so sometimes we have to be on the offense. We have to have our weapons sharp, have our weapons ready. So when the enemy comes, our swords are drawn. We're ready to go. But sometimes the enemy has has done a sneak attack. He done sucker punched us before we realized it and we are in a battle. Well, that's time right then to take up your weapons of warfare and battle against the enemy. And I guarantee you, you're going to win. If you battle the enemy in faith using your weapons of warfare, I guarantee you, you will win every time because Jesus died on the cross, rose again on the third day, have all power in his hands so that we can have the victory, so that we can overcome, so that we can live the victorious life in him. But you've got the war. You've got the war. So stay alert and watch out for the enemy because if, if, if you're not in a battle now, you either just got out of one or you're going into one, but I guarantee the enemy is coming. So it behooves us to be ready. John ten and ten. I just said it. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. That's a King James version. So that's why we war, because there is a threat of enemy invasion, or the invasion is already occurring. We also war to tear the devil's kingdom down and to remind him of his place. You know how some people get a little beside themselves, and they want to try to put, try to demean or belittle or put someone down. Now, I know that if it's a supervisor, sometimes you have to be careful about how you talk to your supervisor, but it's okay for you to address anyone, supervisor, colleague, or or, or, or underling, it's okay to address them if they are demeaning you or belittling you, okay? So, and then in that addressing it, sometimes you just have to put them in their place. Sometimes you just have to be like, look, you know, I know you're a person of authority, but there is a way that you will talk to me and there's a way that you're not going to talk to me. So, sometimes we have to take the time to, you know, um, to remind people of our boundaries, remind people who we are, like, I'm a child of God. Like, there's a way that you're going to treat me, and there's a way that you're not going to treat me. There's a way that you'll speak to me and with me, and there's a way that you're not, okay? And we can talk to people and correct people in a loving way. The Bible says that we are to speak the truth in love. So it is okay to correct someone, but do it in the spirit of love, okay? But but for the enemy, you don't have to you don't have to put the enemy in his place out of love. You put him in his place with with indignation. You're like I I am appalled that you try to bring sickness on me. Don't you know what Jesus says? I am here. You better back up off me. We have got to be adamant, firm forceful, bold, when it comes to tearing the devil's kingdom down and when it comes to putting him in his place. Colossians 2 and 15 tells us in the New Living Translation, in this way, he, meaning Jesus, disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Look, the principalities and powers of the devil have been disarmed. That means his defenses are down. So you use your weapons of warfare, you take up the word of God, and you fight against the enemy, demand that he sit down and get in his proper place, and that's under your feet. So we need to make sure that we are tearing the devil's kingdom down. When we wore A lot of times when we wore it's in prayer. It's warfare intercession. Whether we're warring for our family, warring for our friends, our colleagues, warring for communities, warring for nations, warring for groups of people, whatever the case may be, those times of warfare intercession is when we are reminding the devil of his place. Where it's when we're tearing his kingdom down. It's when we are not only Tearing his kingdom down, but establishing the kingdom of God for that group of people or in that particular place. Okay, so we war because there's a threat of enemy invasion, or the evasion invasion, excuse me, or the invasion is already occurring, and we war to tear the devil's kingdom down and to remind him of his place. How do we? We've already talked about our weapons of warfare, right? Right. So how do we war? Ephesians chapter six. Verse 10 through 18 tells us the weapons of our warfare. I'm going to read this. See, I'm on the NIV right now, but I believe I'm going to go to the King James Version because that's just the way I want to hear it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, there we go. King James Version. Yes. So Ephesians 6, chapter, excuse me, Ephesians 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power." of his might put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're not wrestling against the people that you see with your natural eye. That's not who you're wrestling with. You are wrestling against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to withstand. or excuse me wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of a Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What are your, what are your weapons? Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, Salvation, God's word and prayer. You got your belt of truth, your breastplate of righteousness, your shoes of peace, your helmet of salvation, your sword of the spirit, which is God's word, your shield of faith, and you topple that all up with prayer. Put on your armor daily because I promise the enemy is coming. So we need to make sure that we have our weapon on daily to be ready to fight against the enemy. Every, every group of people who are going out in the battle, they are dressed for warfare. Watch some of your battle movies, Braveheart, The Last Samurai, and others I can't think of right now. Watch your war movies. They suit up. They are in Mulan, one of my favorites. They suit up. They have their armor on, their shoes on, their warfare garments are in place because they know they are in a battle, and sometimes for their life. Hallelujah! We are we are in a battle for our life because we already said the enemy he's still killing, and destroying. So we're in a battle for our lives, and it behooves us to dress properly so that we can fight against the enemy with the weapons that God has given to us. So make sure you have your weapons on. Put your weapons on daily. Sometimes you might get a little um, weak in your faith. It's okay. Sharpen that faith. Get in the word of God and sharpen that faith. uh, Read what God is saying about you. Speak what God is saying about you so you can hear it and rehearse it in your spirit. Sometimes your peace may get a little weary, or people are trying your patience, or you're waiting for things, and, and peace becomes unsettling within. Brush off the word of God where God has promised us a peace that passes all understanding, where the word says that, that Jesus will keep us in perfect peace as we keep our mind on him. So brush off the, the peace scriptures so you can be renewed in your peace. So yeah, sometimes armor gets a little tarnished, but it's sharp sharpen it up in the word of God and then go forth back into battle. Amen. Amen. So I believe that we can live in such a way that we can be at optimum level to live out the power and the authority that the Lord has given us. I believe that with everything within me and our weapons of warfare, help us to live out that optimum level. Amen. I, and, and and God has given us so much power and authority in his word. He has given us the ability to speak his word like he spoke the world into existence, speak his word and watch things come to pass. We have to speak the word of God and believe by faith that God will do what he says he's going to do because we know his word will not return uh, unto him void. It will accomplish everything. God's word will accomplish everything that he sent it out to do. I promise you. It will accomplish everything he sent it out to do. All right. So we use our weapons of warfare, also with our thoughts. Second Corinthians chapter ten verse four and five says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought." To the obedience of God. That's the King James Version. We have to keep a check, you all, on our thoughts. Yes. As, as a man thinketh, so is he. As you it shapes who you are, it shapes how you live your life. It shapes how you treat other people. It shapes what you think about yourself, what you think about others, and and then what you think about yourself in relation to others. We have to keep a check, let me tell you, on this thought life. There are some areas. That we should never allow our mind to go to, for example, if you are a single person or even if you are a married person, and you someone catches your eye, and that person is married, don't linger on them too long, don't think about them for too long because a lot of times our thoughts can conform into actions. The Bible says. In, in one of the gospels, and I need to do better about learning uh, um, chapters and uh, uh, books, chapters and verses with the scripture. I need to do a better job with that. But but the, 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 Jesus told his disciples, even, even if you look on the own, even if you look at her and look for her in your heart, then you have committed the sin. Jesus was serious about us keeping a check on the thoughts of our heart and the thoughts in our mind. Even if you look out and look, you don't see it. So our thoughts, can, our thoughts guide us into who we are and into what we do. As a man thinks, so is he. So we need to keep a check on these thoughts. How do we do it? Pulling down the strongholds in our minds casting down imaginations uh every high thing wives tales all that foolishness uh, our parents and grandparents used to say those wives tales they used to talk about casting all that stuff down you know you break a mirror seven years of bad luck cast that down Um, uh, what else don't these? um i can't think of anything else right now but casting those, those fables and wives tales casting them down And and rehearsing the word of God so that you know God's word, so that you can stand in in the truth of God's word and not in the lies or deception of the enemy. So we need to keep our our thought life in check. Keep our thought. Be transformed, Romans 12 and 1, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God to be transformed in your thought life. We also warn by binding and loosing. Matthew 16 and 19 says, and I will give thee keys to the kingdom, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. God has given us the power and the authority to loose and to bind, to bind up every spirit of darkness, every evil spirit, every spirit of sickness, every deception, every lie, every spirit of strife, every spirit of dissension, every spirit that is contrary to God. God has given us the authority and the power to bind up that spirit in the name of Jesus. And God has given us the authority to lose peace, to lose joy, to lose Uh, healing, to lose forgiveness, to lose unity, to lose whatever it is that God is speaking over that group of people, over your family, whoever you're praying for, whoever you're declaring and decreeing over. God has given us the authority to do that. Hallelujah. To bind and to loose. And we should exercise our authority. Every evil spirit, bind it up. Every lying spirit, bind it up. Every illness, every sickness, every disease, bind it up. And loose God's power and God's authority, God's healing, God's peace. Loose God. Loose the word of God over those situations in Jesus' name. So we need to use our weapons of warfare. How do we warfare? Taking on the armor of God keeping our thought life in check and binding and loosing let me tell you a little bit more about binding and loosing binding as a noun is the act of fastening securing uniting it's covering within which li le- it's, it's it's like the leaves of a book that are bound together it holds everything together that's what binding means As an adjective, binding is restrictive; is fixed in place, is fastened or secure like handcuffs. When a police officer puts the handcuffs on a suspected criminal, known or suspected criminal, they are bound. They can't move. They They might run with their feet, but their arms are not going to be able to move. So when we bind up the enemy, he is—he can't move. He can't do nothing. He can't fight against us. He can't try to destroy things. His weapons, his plans have come to naught when we bind him up in the name of Jesus. And loose as an adjective means to free or release that which was or whoever was fastened or attached. It frees up, binds, or restraints. It's unfettered. So God has given us the authority to loose those individuals that were bound in prayer, and sometimes in prayer and fasting, and sometimes decreeing and declaring in the name of Jesus. All right? So we have the authority as women and men of God to fight against the enemy. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't let him scare you. Don't let him intimidate you. Don't let him make you feel insecure or weak because I'm telling you, God has given you the authority. You have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God has given you the authority and the power to fight against the enemy. So let's take our warfare seriously, the weapons of our warfare seriously, the fact that the enemy has, has come to steal, steal, kill, and destroy, let's take that seriously. Let's take fighting against the enemy seriously because I promise you, he takes his job very seriously, and we need to make sure that we not are not allowing the enemy to just do whatever he wants to do in our lives, in our spouse's life, in our children's life, in our family's life, in our friends' lives and the lives of our co-workers or our church or our community, it is necessary that we are watchful against the tricks and the traps and the snares of the enemy. How do we do that? Stay in prayer. I promise you, if you stay close to the Lord, if you keep your hand in his unchanging hand, if you stay on your face in prayer before the Lord, he will reveal Himself to you. He will reveal the tricks and traps of the enemy. He will make things known unto you, things to pray about, things, things to war about, strategies in, in warfare. Every good leader, especially a warfare leader, commander, general, they give their soldiers specific instructions, strategic direction in prayer. And that's what God does for us. He gives us specific instructions and strategic directions to war against the enemy. He gave them them to us in his word, and he speaks directly to us to give us additional strategies. So let's, again, take it seriously. Amen. Amen. Well, that concludes our teaching on prayer, an instrument of faith. A Weapon of Warfare. Look, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the previous parts of this series, I encourage you to check us out on blogtalkradio.com slash Live and listen in to the teachings that have already taken place on this topic. I promise you it'll bless you. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you for this teaching tonight. We thank you for teaching us Uh, or reminding us that prayer is a weapon, that we can go forth in the power and the authority that you have given us as your sons and daughters. So help us to Take warfare seriously, God. Help us to take up our weapons of warfare and fight against the enemy. Help us to no longer let him run uh, roughshod in our families, in our homes, in our hearts, in our minds. God, help us to fight against him with everything that we have. God, with everything that we have, help us to fight against the enemy. God, give us the strength, God. Give us the, do, the want to, God, the do right to Fight against the enemy in the name of Jesus, God. Strengthen our faith, Father God. Prayer as an instrument of faith. Strengthen our faith, Father God, in an even greater way, God. Move by your spirit in our lives, God. Stir us up in our faith, God. Help us to have active faith because faith without works is dead. Help us to have active faith, Father God. Help us to go forth as people of faith. Help us to walk out this faith walk with power, with authority, with joy, with humility, with peace, God. We thank you for this teaching on prayer. Hallelujah, God, we thank you for teaching us how to pray, Father God. What to pray for, who to pray for, when to pray. God, we know your word says to pray without ceasing, God, but we understand there are specific times that you give us to pray. For individuals, for groups, for communities. God, you give us specific times. So help us not to miss those specific times of prayer that you want to release things into the atmosphere. God, we love you. We thank you. We bless you, God. Be with us as this comes. Father God, be with us as. We continue to walk out our life, and you be with us for the remainder of this year. Help us to finish strong. Help us to to get some plans and strategies in place to end this year right. God, to end this year on a good note and be ready to push forward in 2018. God, we love you. God, we thank you. God, we bless you. God, we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Be Free Ministries NC Live. Again, it is always a pleasure to share the Lord, the Word of the Lord, with you. If you want to know more information about our ministry, visit us at Be Free Ministries NC. Mm, I said NC Live. Be Free Ministries NC dot dot com. If you have a prayer request, a praise report, a prophetic word you need to release over us email us at BeFreeMinistriesNC at com. Like us on Facebook at com slash nc. Look, if no one has told, oh, before I go there, join us. I think we're going to be on next week. I've been listening to the Lord to see if I need to take the rest of the year off. Um, so so listen in next Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. We may be on the air. If we're not, I will make sure that I post a message on our Facebook page or on our, and on our website. Amen, amen. Look, so if nobody has told you that they love you, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.